The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello, and welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is balancing crystal ball and capabilities. And we have Pamela Aurora, uh, who's the Senior Vice President and CIO with Children's Health. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me today. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. So, so we wanted to talk about something which is very current and people are hot about analytics, right? Everything in the business world is being looked at from the lens of analytics to see if we can figure out what's what's happening today as well as what's going to happen tomorrow and almost like have a crystal ball. All that being said, the challenges which have been expressed by many leaders is, you know what, it's, it's, it's good that we can see it in the future what's going to happen or we can plan, but I guess we are trying to go at way too fast a pace in terms of figuring out what's going to happen in future, what we need to do, and in, on the ground, the capability development takes time. So if we, if we get over anxious with, with building capability, we might undermine the outcome. So what is that balancing act that we should have uh, or a balance that we should strike so that we are not going overboard with uh, analytics at the same time the capabilities should not be suffering? So that said, first question is, you know, the data analytics is uh, predicted to define between what we call as the losers and winners. That's how at least the rest of the world is saying. But then if, if someone were to map out a journey from insights to outcome, what would that look like? Uh, When we talk about winners and losers, people tend to think about the longevity of an organization and its ability to adapt and survive. I'd offer Children's Health has entered into its second century of service to the community. We're 104 years old this year, and we are committed to longevity. What we're really talking about, though, when you look at children's mission, when we say winners, is the patients. And if we do analytics well, the patients are the winners because basically we can have an accurate picture of the data and be able to have very informed care and be in a position to proactively work wellness programs versus waiting till they enter the walls of our organization. So as far as the winners and losers, I think regardless of... Um, what you are doing with your analytics strategy, you need to make sure it's in support of your mission and your organization's strategy, and it'll keep you focused where you need to be. 
And frankly, there is no doubt, as you very rightly said, that analytics cannot be done just because you, you feel like doing it. It has to be connected to an organizational strategy and the mission, as, as in this case, in children's health. Uh, children's health perspective, that's what you are doing. Totally understand it. But then we can go overzealous to say, okay, let us find out the next level of insight or, or go dig deeper into the analytics, that's great that you were charging ahead with the mission, but then you got way too many things you find out and then you want to act to make it make a change in your organization to really get the value out of it, but you need capability development, and which is, doesn't mean just you got to put another piece of software. There could be changes in processes, there could be people, there could be other cultural change that you need to fundamentally rethink. So that doesn't happen overnight the way you could do something like, say, put analytics in a cloud and get a result tomorrow. So that's what people struggle with. How do you kind of handle that particular approach? And, and, and if you were to, say, lay out uh, a roadmap to say, okay, I'm going to get the, the, these analytics and then I'm going to work towards these outcome. I'm sure there has to be a science to this, science and method to this madness. Well, uh, from a method standpoint, um, I would agree with your comments that there are plenty of tools in the marketplace for analytics, and um, many of those tools, you can invest in all of them and still not achieve your goal. It does not address data integrity if you just um, take a random approach around your analytics. Um, from the standpoint of organizations, many organizations realize that data integrity is the mining of the goals. Um, when it comes to analytics, it's an organizational discipline. I can buy all the exercise tapes in the world, but it doesn't mean I'm necessarily doing them and getting healthy. In our case, um, that data integrity piece, that discipline around that is so critical. And um, what that requires is understanding your data definitions, leveraging that information. And if people, the way to look at it is, if people are questioning the data because they don't have that level set around the definitions, you end up debating the data rather than the insights that are provided to you. So that system level view, um, that, that discipline that you need, it helps you gain a more accurate picture and you'll be able to um, have insightful stories that you can build from there. I'll give a specific example with children's. Um, Again, we've been around for 104 years, and we, um, the community knows to come to us when they're not well. Um, we're an acute care facility. We have a partnership with UT Southwestern as an academic medical center, and we're, we're good at delivering care to the acute patient. But what we really need to do is take the aggregated information across the entire community and reach out to the community for wellness programs. And that requires very um, disciplined approach around data analytics. But first and foremost, you need to know that your definitions are aligned and how you're using in the, the information is in a uniformed way. So I totally see if you were to look within analytics how to make analytics itself as a function more effective. And you rightly said about the data integrity and, and even the data quality, which will go into it. Totally understand. Now imagine analytics is a black box and you're getting, you got that down to a science. You are able to get the right insights. But then in order to convert those insights into actions, from actions into outcome. Something has to happen outside of IT. 
and or with IT and maybe some places in the business side for it to be converted into an outcome. That cannot happen overnight. You can keep churning out analytics at the speed you want, but then the world cannot follow at the same speed. So you want to, and then also if you create too many insights and say, oh my God, we can do this, that, and the other, then it creates anxiety because as if we are losing the race. So isn't it only we should we should feed it only as much or you can bite only as much we can chew when it comes to doing in just about enough analytics which we can actually put in action? Um, in, what I would offer is, is that um, sometimes you're going to have analytics um, drive your strategy the way you're describing it, and sometimes you're, um, you um, go after analytics because you have a certain strategy. And when you're trying to determine how much you bite off, I think the key is that um, once you have that foundation and alignment around data integrity and the organization um, has a governance to make sure that any kind of investments are being made in a prioritized way, then you're, you're getting into the very culture of how the organization consumes the information. Um, Many of our um, data analytic programs have helped um, spawn different initiatives. So, for example, we have telemedicine that goes into the schools. We have about 99 different schools that we telemedicine into with the school nurses and children if they um, have a need for that second um, clinician opinion with the school nurse are able to get that. Well, as far as those approaches that we've taken, the information goes both ways. First, we used analytics to determine where we wanted to target. And then secondly, we're looking at the analytics to see how we can best refine the programs so that we can help those children in that example in the school setting. Um, it's, um, you, you wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg. In the case of analytics, sometimes it comes first and it drives it. So. Um, basically, you get an insight and it drives your strategy. And in other instances, you have the situation where you have a strategy, so you look at uh, analytics to make sure that you're targeting that strategy well. So let's take an example of, say, circa 2010, right? You may be collecting a certain type of data because you felt that data, if collected and analyzed, could give you a certain insight which you can put in um, put in action and get some value for the business. Come 2017, maybe the way the data was collected, maybe the source, the very form, the volume, and the velocity at which the data is coming, you you find that, okay, maybe I can do something else with this new form of data that I found, and the insights that you get might contradict or might might force you or, or prompt you to go in a different direction than what you thought you'd go in in 2010. And in both cases, you had performed analytics. What then? So do you allow that creative contradiction, if you will, in your organization? That's good if you're just playing with numbers, but when you're trying to have the organization move to in a certain direction, could you just have your organization move on a, on a, on a dime today in one direction and tomorrow in another? Um, it's a very good question, and um, to your point, um, I'd also say that analytics is not happening in the vacuum, especially in the healthcare, uh, when you look at the models around clinical care delivery, 
they are evolving tremendously now. And some of that's based on technology. Some of it's based on the way reimbursement is working. But um, if you look back at 2010 to now, there are a lot of changes in the environment. So certainly the analytics would reflect that. But um, to, to the comment that you're making, the, when you take a look at children, our model um, has been in the past about children's coming, um, children coming to us. They knew when they, the patient families knew when the child needed help and they would come to us. Um, and that would be an older model. Um, relative to where children's strategy is, we want to go to where children live, learn, and play. So that's outside of our walls and very preventive. So to the very point that you're making, historically, we've been extremely good at gathering data within the walls of our organization. We're digital. We have an electronic medical record. I joined Children's over 10 years ago. And when I first joined, our emergency room was on paper, and many of our clinics were on paper. And we have that all in our electronic medical record. On top of that, we even host community physicians on our electronic medical record that are not part of children's that are privately owned. Um, if community physicians are interested in doing that, we provide that as well. And it all intermingles that data so that you get a very comprehensive view of that patient. But to your very point, in 2010, we have a good picture of what is in our walls. In 2017, we're getting a better picture of what's outside of our walls so that we're reaching out with health information exchange. We have new partnerships in the community. We want to connect to other sources that can help those patient families like food banks, the YMCA, et cetera. So the data gathering that takes place in 2017 and beyond looks very different than the data gathering in 2010. And you are so correct in that that additional information informs our wellness programs, and it's an imperative that we expand what is that data set so that we can do a better job with our strategy of meeting patients where they live, learn, and play, which is very different than waiting until they come into your walls. We want to go out into the community and prevent them, if at all possible, to even having enter our walls at all. We want, we want to have that preventive wellness program. So your point's well taken, and in those instances, you, use, you leverage the data sets that you have available to you, but you also have some theories on where you think we can get some improvements, and many times you start gathering data and expanding your data set to help with those types of strategies. Does that make sense? No, it does, and of course, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'd like to further expand on this point where what you did from from in an inside development and perhaps sharing it with the leadership and they made a few decisions in 2010 just for example and now you the walls you've not exactly uh, broken the walls but you're looking inside and outside the walls and even those initial decisions could be questioned or challenged because now you have a new inside maybe the the customer demands are changing so did we jump the gun or are we continually jumping the gun by doing what just today versus thinking tomorrow? And if you're thinking tomorrow, will the tomorrow stay the same? What you thought of 2017 going to be in 2010 is no longer the same. 
So how, how far do you go with the crystal ball? And if you do go, do you really go all out with it or just always tread cautiously? Let's talk about this more when we come back. Please stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So 2010, you found some insights, some actions were taken, some decisions were made. 2017, the world looks different. It just did not expand the horizon, but it could be fundamentally different in some cases. So should we have gone gung-ho with with what we found at that time and then go all the way in terms of implementing only to make it a throwaway work? How do we balance it is what we're trying to do here. Um, Very good question, and I will... There's the overused comment or statement where people say it's, um, it's about the journey, it's not the destination. Um, I think what's key when you take a look at 2010 versus 2017 for children is that we have new information along the way, and the business leaders take that information and they do some course corrections based on that. So, for example... We have many primary care offices across our community here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we did that because we were trying to get closer to the community and make sure that children had a medical home in their, in their neighborhood there. And when you take a look at 2017, that strategy helped us because in some cases, children would go into our emergency room, and we had analytics that showed that our emergency room was overflowing and that if we were able to help the children in the community, that we would not um, have a 
ER that wasn't able to handle, or an emergency room that was not able to handle the capacity of the demand in the community. So uh, we built all these primary care offices out in the community. And based on the data, based on seeing how it operationalized, seeing the community patterns, which you can have a theory, but you have to see how it plays out based on patient families because they're the ones that are making choices on where they're getting their care. Well, um, in 2017, we, we looked over that, and in some cases we consolidated some, some of our offices and we put offices in other locations. Um, was it that we had poor data in 2010? No. It was based on the data that we had, we made informed decisions. But in 2017, as you're taking a look at how things progress in the community, we have to adapt. And um, I think that that's one of the key winning statements to any analytic strategy is using the data to help adapt your organization so that you can do a better job serving your mission. So um, I'll give you a, a kind of an unusual example. Um, when you think of transplant patients, they are very high complexity. And when you take a look at the analytics around what it takes to keep those children well, it's, um, it's quite fascinating because what's inside our walls here at Children's when they're in our hospital system, we can have a very clear picture of the child's condition and also the factors that affect that child's condition. Well, when they go home and start to get into their new normal, usually when the children are young, the patient families are very good at managing the medications and, and they, they take things according to plant. It's, it starts to get challenged when a child is in high school. So now you have a teenager, they're kind of administering their own medications and you get into some difficulty there. Well, through our analytics and through our experience with working with these children, we knew that that was a problem. So we worked with Proteus, and they actually have a chip that they have on medication pills so that when a child is taking their pill, we know um, we have that information, we have it analytically, and we can determine whether that child is likely to get off course. So when you take a look at environment, there's the the massive, where do you put a primary care office? And then there's also the individual where it's, are they adhering to their, their, the discipline of what it's going to take for them to stay well? Because many of these transplant patients, it's an imperative that they stay on their medical medication uh, regimes or they can get quite sick. I'll pause there, but it gives you an idea of where you, you kind of do broader strategy work and investment, but also we get into specifics on patients as well as how we manage overall populations as well. So, for example, those transplant patients. So what you just mentioned is a fascinating point challenge and analytics driving a point solution. Now, you mentioned earlier in that response that when you had some data in 2010, you opened a few offices and then you invested in certain type of capabilities in-house to be able to treat patients of a certain type in a certain region. All that could be fundamentally changing based on what you find out now. So while the word adapting is cool 
and people liked that idea that you're a nimble organization and agile organization, but there was some sunk cost of you investing in infrastructure and people and capabilities. So do we write it off? It's a, it's a good question. Um, I will offer that um, there's population health initiatives that many regions are and health systems are adopting right now. And um, honestly, children's invested extensively in various analytic solutions to help with those population health strategies. So kind of in brief, when we're talking population health, again, it gets into children's health going out to the patient families and helping them with wellness programs versus waiting till they come into our institution, into our hospitals to treat something when it's gotten very severe. So population health, um, for the last, I'd say, six years, Children's has been investing in various analytic tools, uh, different community outreach um, to try to affect change with patients. And um, one could argue that some of those analytic tools, um, we switched out, um, took different approaches, and I guess it begs the question whether the investments were for not. Um, I would argue that, again, back to it's a journey, we needed to make those investments, and there was much that was learned with each one of those investments. Some of the, um, the analytics work that we're doing, we're doing it in partnership with other institutions like um, Parkland um, Hospital System has an analytics um, solution called PIECES, and we actually use that for quality care delivery. But um, I guess the key point to your question is um, were the investments poorly made? Um, I would say no, absolutely not. I think the key is to get started, be disciplined around data integrity, um, be disciplined around focusing any new investments to where the organization's strategy is going, um, and relative to former investments, while they're continuing to give you value, um, continue to use them. But if they're not, this is really key, um, you need to sunset them. Um, I joke at um, my organization here that once you put in IT, any IT solution, it's the gift that keeps on taking, meaning you have to pay for maintenance, you have to pay to upgrade it. There's just a lot of care and feeding to any system that you have out there. And to the degree that a, a tool is no longer serving you, you really want to sunset them so that your organization isn't having a drain of resource where there isn't high impact. But um, I, I would argue that all of our former investments, even those that we sunset, were very important to us learning and being able to make decisions, informed decisions at that point in time. And would you recommend that we do fewer investments at any given time versus going all the way because of the fact that everything is morphing? Um, I think it depends on where the organization is. Um, I'll give the example of in 2007, Children's had decided that we were going to have an enterprise electronic medical record that would hit all of our forms of care delivery and um, we deployed that in a matter of three years. That was a very sizable investment. And there was a data warehouse that was um, 
on top of that that has been incredibly important to us. Um, much of the work that we're doing in the community today, connecting across our community, we would not be able to do that as effectively and as informed if we had not made that sizable investment. So um, from the standpoint of whether you do it modest and incremental or you do kind of a broader enterprise investment, um, it depends on where an organization is. Um, I would offer that around the population health areas that I was talking about a moment ago, that in some cases the market wasn't providing a good comprehensive solution. If they had, we would have invested in it in that time, but we ended up piecing um, components together around our core electronic medical record. And um, I am seeing the market start to mature around population health as these models are becoming more widely adopted. And um, you really have to, have to do small incremental until the market provides that type of solution or you decide to build it yourself. Um, but if you're in the business and your core business is making life better for children, um, we prefer to let IT businesses bring those solutions to us. But there have been a handful of instances where we've done custom builds just because the programs weren't available out in the marketplace. Um, so either or, it has a lot to do with what the market provides and also what your organization has as a foundational level. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Pamela, when we come back, let's talk about the interpretation of analytics towards building a roadmap. The reason I bring this up is because, of course, you came up with some analytics. And in some cases, the very, what I call as um, the outcomes that you say could happen or the actions that we should take for us to maximize use of that analytics could be subjective, could be almost people dependent, almost having a bunch of data scientists who look at that and say, okay, this is what you can do. Or the people who are developing the strategy, they say, I would want to go here. Do you think there is a risk of us going in the, uh, or risk of veracity means the reliability of what that analytics is, number one. And second, is there a risk of us misinterpreting the outcome and in that case go towards the wrong course or maybe way too much or too little? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. 
Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, we have a good strategy, or maybe rather we have, say, analytics. Now, the way you define a strategy and even subsequently roadmap is subject to interpretation of the insights that were presented. Suppose you take that insights to a business leader. Number one, can they rely on the, 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 the output that you've provided them, as, or rather an input that you're providing them? And then secondly, can we rely on that leader to properly interpret and make decisions which will make or break an organization and and does it not become subjective how do you make sure that of course while you're at it you do the most objective analysis of something like that versus someone's whims and fancies and or some some trends that we get all enamored with and and see everything with a colored lens um, very good question, and um, I would offer that Children's has had its own struggles in this in this realm as well. Uh, relative to analytics, uh, what we were finding is we want to get the data in the hands of the people that are making decisions. Uh, um, so there's at the leadership level, but also at the frontline level of people who are hands-on with patient care delivery. Um, what we ended up finding, though, um, over the years was that in some cases people um, picked the analytics that supported what they were trying to promote, and in some cases this is where we, um, we've had to work hard around the data integrity piece because we wanted to make sure that there was a consistent source of truth or a consistent version of truth. So, for example, um, just a basic example, um, there are patient visits, and then there are visits where we might drop a bill. Those don't necessarily match because in some cases we deliver free care in the community. Um, making sure that it's the right context for the right example is very important as far as making sure that when people are promoting a particular approach, it's backed by a source of truth, a definition it actually is the right context for that information. So it's a simple example, but it gives you an idea of if you don't have um, good data integrity, it gets back to that earlier point that I was making. The, the other part of it, though, is as you're going through um, and you, you place certain bets because you're saying the data is telling you that you should go in a particular direction, you need the key performance indicators to track, to, um, to gather, to make sure you have the data for it and you track it to make sure that you're in the right direction. And if you're not, you have to look at it and in a factual-based way 
and figure out whether a course correction is needed. So that's kind of the basics around the data piece of it. But when you're talking about roadmap in uh, the investments around people, process, and tools and technology as some of the tools, infrastructure like a building could be, um, you know, some of the investments that would be made. Um, many times there's sizable investments that are made based on certain strategies. And um, I think there's a couple, it, it just seems like mom and apple pie, but having good project management is um, incredibly important, especially if that um, enterprise program management office can um, be like your air traffic control and tell you whether you're on track with the various investments that you're making. And um, the other part that sometimes people lose sight of, especially when you're working in the IT realm, is it's not about getting things in on time at, at budget or below, it, it, you know, from the standpoint to scope. It's also whether the organization realizes the key performance improvements that they were planning on. So um, analytics is a big component of that, and many times analytics are being gathered to um, define KPIs or to um, be your measurement around key performance indicators. Um, I would say that if people um, do not have that kind of tripwire of determining whether they're on track to their strategies, um, no data is going to help you and tell you to be able to, oh, you got to go back and look at the data. You need to have the disciplines kind of in place and these kind of structures, which are quite known in the industry, um, sometimes get overlooked for some jazzy new tool. Um, it really gets into doing the basics well and having those disciplines in place. So, so based on when you build a roadmap, are you not taking a snapshot versus watching it every day? Because if you try watching every day, you will never be able to develop one roadmap, right? So, so if you take a, road, a, a snapshot, is it not almost a function of when you did it is what's going to define whether your, the roadmap that you develop and the type of investments you make would turn out to be any good? I think that snapshot is where um, you're defining your strategy but relative to that dashboard and it evolving, um, I think that that ongoing reporting, that ongoing uh, monitoring, which gets back to, into what are the uh, performance indicators, what are the needles that we're trying to move, that is an imperative to the success of any approach. And um, being open-minded enough to say, if the data isn't telling you what you were expecting, um, what do we need to do differently to adapt to be able to realize what we were, uh, what our objectives were? Would you say if someone as a business leader makes a decision based on even a snapshot or, or whatever that they uh, use as a resource, and then comes something different, which the same analytics is offering, wouldn't as humans, ego would kick in and they'll say, you know what, yeah, whatever that it's showing, but that's just a, the, that's a hiccup or, or uh, something which we really don't need to heed because we made a decision. How do you um, kind of tackle that? It, it's a good question. And um, I do know here at Children's, we have a leadership team that takes a look at the dashboards, the analytics, for each of the disciplines that we have across the hospital system. And in addition, 
if you take a look at our clinically integrated network, which is basically the network of clinicians out in the community, private clinicians that have patients that we share with our hospital system. So, for example, my daughter might go to a private physician in the community, and that private private physician can be part of our clinically integrated network, and um, the data can be mingled with children's data, children's health here, and we can get a holistic picture of that patient. So to your point on dashboards, is it just a snapshot? The point I'm going to make is, is that we review the data with multi-disciplines at the highest levels of our organization with our CEO's leadership team so that if someone is, let's say, has a blind spot based on a predisposition around a strategy, they're going to have other leaders that are going to discuss that with them to say, hey, is that really a good spot for that primary care office based on the way we're looking at the data? That there, so that healthy debate really, I think, helps people keep an open mind. Um, but when you think of the power of having a similar type of forum with our clinically integrated network with these community physicians, we use quality data with that clinically integrated network, which we call a CIN, and collectively the group says, how might we decrease the cases of asthma or the severity of the cases of asthma in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? And when you get that collective multidisciplinary group looking at the same data, seeing how they benchmark against other institutions. We have benchmarked data around different quality metrics that we can even compare against national databases. And then you start to get into a very powerful look that basically gives you fact-based data. And in getting a collective wisdom, you end up having different insights. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. And and you know what? That's that's where we are trying to figure out what that organizational structure should be. And when you mention your leadership group, uh, which looks at it, so it always has to be a committee decision. Is that what you're saying? It, it does. It's um, Basically, we have the strategies that we're delivering on, and then we're looking at the day-to-day operational um, dashboards that tell us if we're moving in the right direction. Um, sometimes you're doing a broader cast of the net and looking at broader market data and comparing it to what you're seeing in your particular hospital system, for example. But um, I'll give you a specific example. We have a, um, a, in our northern suburbs here, it's a very athletic region. And Children's was basically figuring out where we wanted to help those patients with wellness programs And naturally, when you have very active children, they're basically um, getting involved in sports. They're more apt to have injuries around um, orthopedic nature, that sort of thing. Well, we we have an Andrews Institute, and that Andrews Institute basically focuses on orthopedic needs. And um, we looked at data to determine where that was best served, And um, it was our northern Dallas suburbs area for patients, a lot of team sports. We did a great deal of research to determine our strategy on this effort. We wanted to meet, again, the patients where they live, learn, and play. And we placed the Andrews Institute there. 
And we also have programs on where those clinicians work with the coaches in the region. Now, that's an important strategy for us, but it's something that we're constantly monitoring because um, we want to make sure that um, that is the best place for, for that location as well as we're reaching the community as we should. And some of that's informed by knowing what that market looks like as far as the number of children that are in that area. We have so much growth in Dallas-Fort Worth relative to pediatrics. Some regions, it's negative growth or 2%. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we have about 10% plus growth, and it's continued year on year. So when you take a look at even something as simple as where do you place this orthopedic clinic and this ability to do orthopedic surgery, um, that was an important way of informing that and making sure that we were meeting um, the children where we want to, which is in where they live, work, and play, or learn and play. And it requires that we be there, but that is all informed by analytics, and it's constantly reviewed on whether we're getting the volumes that we would expect as well as meeting the children's needs based on what we're seeing on the field because some of our clinicians actually go to some of these sporting events to see. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the creative destruction process that an organization needs to go through in some cases to, for them to effectively transform. What I mean by that, Pamela, here is that you might have to really let go of what you have and is working in some times to embrace what's possible because you want to position for the future. How do we do something like that in a setting like yours and even in other industries? There should be some pushback, but then your analytics says if you continue to do what you're doing today, you may not stay relevant. How do we go about this whole process of shifting people's mindsets, getting people to really embrace the change that you're talking and fundamentally transform? We're using the analytics or, what, or basically taking analytics as the source which tells us to do so. Even though they, they do so, that's the capability development part we're talking. How, how, how difficult it is and how do you go about it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. 
Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So we are talking about reinventing the processes, and that could sometimes mean letting go of what's truly working and replace it or at least start suggesting or starting the process of replacing it with something which will position you to be relevant. Now, this, while on, on paper, looks very, very very good, and, and uh, that's some, something we should do. But when you uh, hit the ground, talk to the business people who are ready to talk to the people who have worked for ages doing a certain thing, and you say, we will not do it this way or we will not do this at all. What do you see we can do as technology leaders or, or even work with business leaders to make that change happen? Because otherwise, your analytics would be useless. Absolutely. Um I would offer, um, when we're talking like creative destruction, um, many times um, we're looking at what your business has been known for and its core, and you're very good at it, and having to morph it in a dramatic way. And helping to inform that based on the analytic information that you have. So um, when you think of children's health, again, We've been around for 104 years, and children um, have come to us. They've come to us in our hospitals. They've come to us in our emergency room. They've come to us in our primary care offices and our telemedicine into schools and various community hospitals. When, you, when we take a look at the data that's being gathered, as I mentioned earlier, We've been gathering all this information in our electronic medical record, and that greatly informs what we've done historically. But as I mentioned earlier, we're trying to go to where the children live, learn, and play, and some of them have not entered our walls recently. So our definition of what it means to make life better for children, that's our mission, um, has to do with preventive wellness programs that will allow children to have less acute conditions. So in doing that, the analytics, first and foremost, you have to gather different analytics. You have to have a wider net cast because you need to look at patients that aren't in your walls, and that's where you're best at gathering your data. So as far as working through this, this is one instance where our strategy was driving the analytics information that we're gathering. Then, with that, it required a whole slew of other tools that were needed. But um, that balancing act, um, that's a prime example of if you're just doing what you've been good at for the last 104 years, um, we wouldn't even be getting visibility to all the areas 
where we can help children with wellness programs. So our strategy says basically do a great job when they enter your walls, but we're going to have different programs that reach out into the community, and we're going to have to do that not just with people who are our employees or our academic medical partner. We're going to need to work with private physicians, be able to um, measure the quality, be able to have goals collectively to be able to drive um, this broader strategy, which is basically not they will come to us, it's we will come to them. And out of this has been um, really quite exciting because we've even come up with programs that are like the Uber of um, medicine delivery. If you think of the old Dr. Dr. Welby model where someone would go to the home, um, we have um, solution sets that we call Family Health on Call where um, based on what we can see as a need in the community, um, doctors will give house calls, clinicians will give house calls, and um, now you're getting into a very consumer-centric model. But if we just stuck with the old um, ways and didn't really balance where we needed to go in the future and measure that, um, we would just be stuck with some of our um, older methods and, frankly, uh, become irrelevant over time. If you look at all the different things that we have spoken about, and we know that analytics also has a cost, starting from data collection to churning it to coming up with interpretation and presenting and then, of course, use. So on one hand, you have a cost of analytics. On the other hand, you have a cost of building capabilities, which could be dependent on what you say you're going to build and how you interpret. The best possible balance would be where you just create analytics for what you really feel you need, and then the business just about invests only in the areas uh, where it sees that there is most value. And both in some way, as we had been you know, talking about this common thread all along the show, is that they both have to be calibrated at both ends so that you are not having unnecessary leakage or you're not creating throwaway capabilities. If you were to give a suggestion to, to, to the, the listeners, the leaders who may be CIOs in healthcare or other industries, what would be your suggestion on how to approach creating this balance? Um, you need to look beyond your own organization's capabilities, and I do think it takes a competent organization to recognize that many times the best way to accelerate um, their objectives is to work with other parties outside of their organization. Um, I'll give the example with um, Parkland Health. Um, they developed a solution called Pieces that helps with quality metrics um, within the care setting. It leverages the same electronic medical record that we're using here at Children's. And um, in partnership with Parkland, we're able to leverage um, that solution towards higher quality care delivery within children's walls. Um, so that's a small, ex- uh, an example, but there's just so many different areas that if you look outside of your walls and you build those partnerships, sometimes it's a vendor partnership. Frankly, many of these vendors are wanting to get into this space and they um, don't have the data. Um, really, the hospital systems have that data. 
Um, if it looks like it's outside of the realm, say, of um, what you have in the way of in-house skills, um, certainly as you're um, researching the marketplace, you'll find, find different vendor partners that can help you. So um, I think that key balancing act of what does it cost you as well as what is your speed to getting it in place, um, this comment around analytics, it makes it sound very much like it's the IT heavy lifting the truth is, is the heavy lifting is in the end users and the leaders of an organization consuming that information and having it drive decisions. So um, in that instance, figure out a need for speed and ways to partner if it isn't obvious on how you're going to solve it internally. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Pamela, for sharing your insights on how children's health has been able to create a balance between analytics and the capabilities it has developed and reap the benefits, and also how organizations can start calibrating both sides, which is creation of analytics and the capabilities in such a way so that the overall outcome is in the best interest of the customer and also doesn't break the bank. Thank you so much. Thank you. And listeners, hope you enjoyed it, learned a lot. I personally learned a lot. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN, that is CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and join our LinkedIn group. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.